0: Good afternoon, I'm Al Presta. Joining me right now is Mona Charon. She's a syndicated columnist, policy editor for the Bulwark, uh, host of the Beg to Differ podcast, and you can follow her on Twitter at Mona Charon, that's C-H-A-R-E-N, and we'll have it listed for you on our website as well. Mona, thanks for joining me today. I have long enjoyed your columns, but I don't think we've ever had the chance to talk.
1: No, but it's delightful to meet you, or at least uh, hear you. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks.
0: Um, Is October 7th going to be remembered as one of those uh, dates in history uh, that serves as a watershed? History is going to go in a different direction as a result.
1: So I do think it will, uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, But first, I should note that there is a tremendous amount of effort uh, on the part of many um, Hamas apologists and many uh, uh, people on the far left in uh, in this country and around the world uh, to simply ignore or erase what happened on October 7th mm-hmm. or to contextualize it and somehow justify yep. and say we have to understand that this is the result of decades of oppression and so forth. Um, and and that kind of um, moral obtuseness that kind of double standard where if it's if you're killing and maiming and and dismembering Jews then it's something that can be justified but if it happens to anybody else it's a war crime that is an unsustainable moral mm-hmm. position um, but I will tell you that I um, have noticed a Shift among some people on the left. I think this has opened up a serious, um, a serious breach mm-hmm. uh, in uh, on the left among people. Some of them Jewish, uh, but not all of them, who are appalled to discover that there are people that they thought of as allies yeah. who are, were not who were not uh, appalled uh, by, the, by the the, the, the savagery uh, and, the, and the horror of October 7th, but were, um, were kind of okay with it, and were certainly more critical of Israel for defending herself than they were of Hamas for the initial um, attack.
0: It, it, it stuns me to see this. I mean, the, there's a, a massive moral difference between targeting noncombatants... All right, and in the fog of war, killing non-combatants—one's a form of murder, another is a tragic consequence of self-defense. I don't think that's hard yes. to understand, but many no, on the left I, are ignoring yes. it.
1: They are utterly ignoring it. I want to say to these people, you know, do you recognize how many innocent civilians were killed by the Union Army in our Civil War? <laughs> um, right. You know. Many, many. And, and and does that mean that this was illegitimate, that they should have paused, that they should have stopped the war because, right. you know, in the process, civilians were killed? That is what war is. That is why an unprovoked war, the way Hamas uh, attacked Israel, is, you know, it's it's a crime uh, to, to start a war that way. But you cannot, I mean, the rule of life cannot be, the rule of international relations cannot be. That if you are a terrorist government or a terrorist group that controls a piece of territory, there are no rules that apply to the tactics that you use. You can commit any crime, but then if you hide among your own civilians, then a a, a Western a a a, um, a a law-abiding power, a power that wants to abide by the rule of law, um, cannot respond. Yeah. Well, if that is the rule, then Pretty soon, the world is just going to consist of regimes like Hamas. Right. Because it gives them carte blanche to do what they want. Then they hide among their own civilians. And, you know, Israel or any uh, freedom-loving and rule-abiding country cannot respond. That just, that cannot be the rule. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, This is, I think, the vitally important point that you make. And that is, here, here you have Hamas which has shielded its military assets in schools, hospitals, residential homes, and um, are using uh, the citizens of Gaza uh, as shields, which mean that they're not only willing to sacrifice Jews, they're actually willing to sacrifice the very people they're supposed to be fighting for. In...
1: That's exactly right. That no. is exactly right. And and you know, I said in a in the first column that I wrote on uh, October 8th, I said Hamas makes war on Israeli civilians and Palestinian yeah. civilians. Yeah. Uh that that's what they do. Um and and it is it is not also, you know, a lot of people think, "Oh, well, they want a state of their own." That's what this is about, the two-state solution. No. No. There are Palestinians who want a two-state solution right. and there are many well-intentioned people and and honest good people who want the Palestinians to have a state of their own. I want the Palestinians to have a state of their own. Sure. But 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 that is not what Hamas wants. Hamas is is a is an Islamist jihadist group that wants to kill as many Jews as possible and wants to obliterate Israel. You know, people chant from the river to the sea, (laughs) and they don't even know what they're saying. Because what that calls for, the river they're talking about, is of course the Jordan, and the sea is the Mediterranean. Well, what lies between the river and the sea? The state of Israel. And so what it contemplates is at least massive ethnic cleansing of 10 million people, including a million Arabs, um, uh, Arab Israelis, Mm -hmm. um, or, or it contemplates and nobody, after 10-7, nobody can say that it's crazy to imagine that what they really want is mass annihilation right. of, of right. Jews yeah. and Israelis.
0: It's, it is, again, something that we, I think many of us thought was in the past, um, yeah. and that is this hate, irrational reflexive hatred of the Jewish people. I mean this is not even about the state of Israel I mean it is about the state of Israel but there's also a, a hatred of the Jewish people that shows up here i mean in paragraph yeah. 2 of the, the 1988 uh, charter it says uh, the reason for hamas's reason for existence is to obliterate israel but also in that 88 charter there's also the talk about killing jews uh, individual jews uh, the later charter, the 2017 charter, tries to avoid sounding quite so uh, barbaric. But even there, mm-hmm. they they make this equation. They say they try to distinguish anti-Zionism from anti-Semitism. But mm-hmm. no, it doesn't work uh, in even the yeah, 2017 I mean, charter.
1: That's right. It doesn't work. And, you know, people people get very touchy if you say— that anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. And they say, well, there are some some Jews who are anti-Zionist, and there are on the very fringes of very, you know, certain sects of mm-hmm. Jews believe that you actually shouldn't have a Jewish state uh, because uh, it should only happen when the Messiah yeah. uh, comes. Okay, there is that view, but those people do not want to murder <laughs> Jews in past numbers. That's right. You know, and... Um, uh, but the fact is that when you look at many of the people who call themselves anti-Zionists and claim that they are not anti-Semites, what are they doing? They are, they are painting Stars of David on the homes of Jewish people in Paris. Wow. They are harassing Jewish students at American universities. They are blocking... Uh, Jews uh, from from uh, feeling safe at at Cornell by um, posting hateful and threatening messages on social media, you know that. What do those Jews in in the United States, in Paris, in London, have to do with Zionism? Right. That is not anti-Zionism. That's just good old fashioned anti-Semitism.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it was your column where you described a mob in Sydney, Australia, that had gathered to celebrate uh, October 7th, and they they were crying, gas the Jews.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah, exactly. It is so horrifying. I mean, I, for the last three weeks, I, I have been a bit in a state of shock because, Of course, one knows that there is this kind of hatred out there, but in the face of the kind of atrocities that we saw Hamas commit, and if if you want chapter and verse, I would recommend listening to what Anthony Blinken described about some of the things that were done. But if you have a weak stomach, don't. Uh, But, but you know, in the wake of something like that where, the basics of just being a decent person and basic humanity you would have thought would have made just pretty much everybody except for a few lunatics on this planet say oh my god that is just atrocious that is so awful we sympathize you know so much with these israeli people and this is the sort of thing that cannot be uh, you know that no civilized country could ever tolerate and so on and instead I mean, at a moment like that, to see people laughing yeah. and celebrating and putting pictures of paragliders on their flags—oh, yes! As it's, oh my God! I mean, uh, so I am still a little bit in shock, and it's—it's—it is a revival of this oldest hatred, this hatred of Jews. That I, even now, I mean, even though I was aware that it was up there, it's still shocking to me. Yeah. It's still shocking.
0: I saw a a short video of uh, allegedly a Hamas woman shouting and sobbing back and forth and really uh, condemning Hamas. Do you have any idea how um, residents of Gaza uh, feel towards Hamas as their government? I don't have a good sense of that.
1: You know, one of, one of the things that is so tragic about these situations is, you know, where people don't have any control. You know, they really, Palestinian civilians really are suffering, and it isn't their fault. It's that they live under a system where they have no say. So, you know, Hamas took power. There was a disputed election mm-hmm. in 2006, uh, and then there was a short war between the Palestinian Authority and Hamas, and Hamas took power. And they killed three hundred uh, members of the Palestinian Authority in the course of seizing power in Gaza. okay, well that was that's it. There hasn't been an election since then. Now, there was an opinion poll that was taken right you know before ten uh, seven in which sixty two percent of the residents of Gaza said that they wanted to maintain the ceasefire with israel hmm. um, and uh, and a, a similar number said that they did not any longer want to be ruled by Hamas, that wow. they would prefer to be ruled by the Palestinian Authority, which is also corrupt but yeah. not nearly as terrible as yeah. as Hamas. But they don't there was there's never been another election. Yeah. And so they are, you know, they are victims of of their own very evil and and crazed leaders who who have, you know, this this M- maniacal desire um, to do something to destroy Israel, which is not possible, you know, and right. and only leads to more suffering for everyone. And uh, and you know, they are not susceptible of reason either. Um, so it is it is very tragic for the for the Palestinian people. They are the worst led people on the planet, yeah. one yeah. could say.
0: You know, this is, uh, you hear people saying that at least they have the world's attention now for the Palestinian cause. Well, I I happened to come across the the documentary one day in September about the Munich um, kidnapping and killing. And the one surviving uh, terrorist from 1972 said that he was proud that his move, his kidnapping and killing of the Jewish athletes, Brought the Palestinian cause to the world's attention. That's fifty-one years ago. It doesn't sound to me like this is a very effective strategy for getting justice for the Palestinians.
1: Well, that's right, and and the other thing is, you know, there is this—I mean, this crazy inverted attention to anything that concerns Israel. You know, there are so there were three hundred thousand civilians killed in Syria in its civil war. Yeah. But we never hear about them. The world's attention is not riveted on them no, or true. on, you know, so many other the Rohingya in Burma. Yeah. You know, we, Mona, we
0: the music is just on. cutting us off here, okay. unfortunately. <laughs> All right. Thanks. We'll talk again. <laughs>